You don't need a high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look. Be your own interior designer with big design, small budget. Here's your host, Betsy Helmuth. Hi, everybody. Happy 4th of July week. I hope you're having a really restful, semi-productive, amazingly relaxing holiday week. I myself was just on the lake, and while I was relaxing with a cocktail, I was thinking all about design. Perhaps you were too. So thank you so much for joining me. I have a ton of questions that have come in this week, and if you have interior design questions, don't hesitate. Send them to me at Betsy at AffordableInteriorDesign.com. You can also type them in on our Facebook page at Affordable Interior Design, We love to answer your questions. We love to help you get an amazing look for less. So I'm going to launch right in with questions that came in this week. My first question comes from Alice. She writes, Betsy, my space is very small. How can I make it appear larger? First of all, Alice, should we have an intervention? This is one of the more popular questions that I receive. And I think it's a little bit problematic. As somebody who lived in 150 square feet, as somebody who lived in 225 square feet, I am no stranger to small spaces. At the same time, they are what they are. So it's hard to miraculously make something feel so much larger when it really is a limited amount of space. That being said, there are things that you can do to keep it from feeling so small. A lot of times I see clients who overpack their space. When you live in a small space, the tendency is to buy small things, a small media cabinet, a small sofa. But then the media cabinet holds some of the DVDs, but not all the DVDs. So you buy another cabinet that holds some of the media and the CDs and the games, but not all of the media, CDs and games. So you buy something else. So I call it curse of the medium to small size furniture when people keep buying band-aids to larger problems. Even in a small space, I think you should buy decently sized furniture. I think if your space can hold it, you should have a standard size sofa, maybe even a small sectional. That way you have enough seating when you're entertaining that you don't have to buy or bring in extra chairs. So this kind of strategic thinking in a small space can help you avoid buying lots of little pieces that don't really solve a problem in its entirety. Another way that you can help your space to feel less small is to use large swaths of light blue be it light blue wall paint or light blue drapes or light blue bedding, you can really help the space feel more expansive by using this color. Because we are used to light blue coming in large expanses, be it the sky or the ocean, it's a color we associate with vastness. So when we use it in a small space, it does sort of trick our mind into thinking things are bigger. 
You also might want to use a big rug. An area rug defines an area. So if you have small rugs, you're breaking your room up into small sections. But if you have one big living room rug, you're really showing people, look how big this area is. So don't be bashful with your rug size. Go big and really show people, really outline for them how large each area in your room is. Another thing that you can do is draw people's eye up. So when you live in a small space, you don't want people just surveying your square footage. Bring their eye up with some amazing drapes that go practically from the ceiling all the way down to the floor. That way they're really checking out your lovely height and not so much looking wall to wall. So Alice, I hope that helped, but really this is a deeper-seated issue, and the issue is you may be in denial. If you live in a small space, stop fighting it, embrace it, and instead play up its attributes. So there we go. It's just a mind shift, but I know you're going to learn to love your small space. My next question this week came from Julie. Julie wrote me, let me see this email. She wrote, Betsy, what are your favorite nursery themes? I love a good nursery as much as the next gal. The key with the nursery, in my opinion, is that it feels somewhat personal to you as a couple, to you and the baby. So as a couple, what themes come to mind? In New York City, we see a ton of international couples, couples who are well-traveled or who have come to this urban landscape from other places, and they really want to represent that in their baby room. So I love it when a baby room contains a map or contains things that have different languages, contains different textures. I think that that's pretty exciting. One thing that I'm kind of over, and by kind of over I mean it's totally played out, are little animals. Unless the animals have some resonance for you. In other words, one of my clients had a honeymoon in South Africa and they went on a safari. And so African animals and the safari theme held a lot of emotion for them and they had actually gotten pregnant on their honeymoon. So it really tied into the baby, it tied into the experience, and it was something that was deeply personal and not just cliche that they found at Baby and Beyond or whatever it is. What is it? Babies Are Us? Babies Are Us. It has been a while since I've shopped at Babies Are Us. Um, Speaking of not shopping at Babies Are Us, there are some stores that I really love to find adorable baby decor because I don't necessarily feel like you have to have a theme. It could be a color palette. It could just be a style that you're going for, like mid-century modern baby would totally rock my world. And you don't have to stick to animals or alphabet or something like that. So I love shopping at Land of Nod. They have an adorable baby selection. Restoration Hardware has gotten a lot of good options that aren't exorbitantly expensive. There's also a site called Raspberry Rooms. Serena and Lily, which is a big favorite with a lot of our beachy-themed clients, they now have a kids section that's really cute and offers some things that are kind of unexpected. Pottery Barn Kids is a good standby, even though I find it to be a little expensive and sometimes their stuff is a little basic. But you can also shop at PB Teen. They have some fun crossover, especially for light fixtures. Some cute little chandeliers, some cute lamps that don't feel teen, but they also don't feel too grown up. 
So I hope that helped, Julie. I know your nursery is going to be fabulous. Be sure to send in pictures when you're done. We'd love to see how it turns out. My next question came from Leo this week. And guys, as you're watching, feel free to send in your questions because while I love getting them in advance, my real preference is to answer them live. So type it in. I am ready. So we're going to take a quick commercial break and I can't wait to get back to a couple more questions. Are you loving the Big Design Small Budget Podcast? Are you looking for a way to get even more content and to support us as we grow? Well, look no further. You can become a premium member at BigDesignSmallBudget.com. For $3.99 a month, you can get access to our entire archive of over 100 episodes, get access to all that amazing design knowledge, insider info. Additionally, get a weekly bonus episode that is exclusive to our premium members. Again, you can become a member and support this show at BigDesignSmallBudget.com. That's under $4 a month. Or if you'd prefer an annual membership, you can get 12 months of amazing additional content and all those archives for only $39.99 a year. Thank you so much for your support, for being a big fan, and we hope to see you on our VIP platform. Leo wrote me, Betsy, how can I make my bedroom more zen and restful? So the first thing you want to think about when designing your bedroom is feng shui. I'm a big fan of feng shui in general, but I am definitely a big fan of feng shui in bedrooms because you do want to have that one pervasive feeling, that feeling of restfulness and rejuvenation and being at peace. And so it's really key that you put your bed in the right location. The bed should be kitty corner from the main point of access. The main point of access is a fancy way of saying the door. So the door where you walk in your bedroom, your bed should be kitty corner from it. That means that it should be roughly at a diagonal from the entry door, so that way you can see everyone who's coming and going. If you put your bed on the same wall as the entry door, you're more likely to feel vulnerable and ill at ease, like somebody could walk in and you wouldn't notice them. So make sure that you can clearly see the door from your bed. The other thing that you want to do, according to feng shui, to ensure restfulness is to get rid of any electronics. Remove the TV, remove the laptops, remove those electronics, even potentially your cell phones that are emitting these waves that lead to a less restful night's sleep. So get rid of all electronics. And if that's not practical for you, which I totally understand, we had a TV in the bedroom for many years. And if my husband and I had not had that, that our marriage would have suffered greatly. We watch different shows at different times. Uh, so what I'd recommend is putting some kind of scarf or something soft, like a piece of cloth over the TV at night to really diffuse that energy and also to make it less of a visual focal point. You also want to think about using restful colors. So colors that are known to promote restfulness and a zen feeling are the cooler colors in the palette. Cool colors are blue, greens, and purples. So using those colors rather than the warm colors, which are rather energetic, like reds, oranges, and yellows, avoiding those in a bedroom and sticking with that cooler palette will also help promote that tranquility that you're seeking. 
So that's just a little taste of some things that you can do. It should give you a good start, Leo. If your bed bedroom is still not feeling as tranquil as you would like, feel free to write in again. I have lots of tips, but I also have lots of questions this week. So I want to make sure to move on to my next person's question. Sarah wrote me this week, and Sarah asked, uh-oh, this one's a tough one, guys. Brace yourself. My husband won't give up his gross recliner. How can I design the room around it? Whew. Do I feel your pain? All right. So my first approach in this situation, if the recliner is truly gross, if it smells, if the upholstery is torn, if it's really worn out, if it's oversized, lumpy, frumpy, I mean, I hope it's really bad because uh, obviously he has a strong attachment and it sounds like you're ready to go to battle for this. Okay, so if it's really that bad, my first course of action would be to seek out a new recliner. See if he is open to that. So I would try some stores like Lazy Boy that are known for having extra good recliners, but they're also known for having updated their styles recently. So they have a lot of new options that don't look lumpy, frumpy, and huge. I would take him to Lazy Boy and have him sit on a couple of models. There's also some great recliners at Crate and Barrel. There are good recliners at... um... Hi, I'm just on a Facebook Live. Can you give me just a couple no, minutes? No, no, I can come back. I, 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 I want to ask you about this table with a wicker chair. Oh, sure. Come back in 10. Well, I got to go, though. Oh, okay. Well, anytime. Anytime. Sorry about that, guys. That was uh, when you have a delightful storefront, you get delightful people stopping by. And that is a regular of mine, always stopping by with questions. Little does he know he could write to me right here on my Facebook Live events and get all the info he needs. But, of course, if you find yourself in the Dobbs Ferry area, guys, feel free to stop in. So as I was saying, if the recliner is really that bad, try and coax him into Lazy Boy because that's a good middle ground. It's a label or a mark that he may feel comfortable with and yet they do have some new styles. I also really like Crate and Barrels. New styles. Pottery Barn has some interesting options. If he's a more petite style man, then he might like West Elm. They do have some really petite recliners that aren't everyone's cup of tea. My husband prefers something that's squishier and bigger, but they're certainly very attractive. Anyway, I'd take him on a little tour, basically. And if none of them are what he's looking for, then you may consider putting a throw blanket over the recliner. So you can still use it, but perhaps you could put a large throw over the back and then tuck it in in the middle and then have it draped down the bottom. And he could sit on it like that, or of course he could remove the blanket when he is sitting in the recliner. But that could be a nice option. The other thing is that you could move the location of the recliner so that it's less conspicuous in the room. Uh, I know he'll probably want to be facing the TV or the fireplace, but hopefully you could shift it a little bit so it's not the first thing you walk into. Um, what are some other things you could do to camouflage a horrible piece? Put it in the basement? Is that not a thing? Not a thing. Okay. Um Let's see. I I would really go for that blanket option. I worry that an accent pillow or something with a strong pattern might actually draw attention to this eyesore. I also think it's just about negotiation. Have you really talked to him about what he'd be willing to trade? 
my husband really gets upset that we have too many throw pillows in our living room. So this weekend we made a little trade where I threw out two throw pillows and then he gets a little bit of something and I get a little bit of something and everybody feels a little bit happier and less resentful about what's happening in the living room. So guys, I hope that helped. I have more questions that I cannot wait to answer next week. And as I mentioned, if you have questions, don't hesitate to reach out. You can send them to Betsy at Affordable Interior Design. You can write them right here on our Facebook page. I love chatting with you. So until next week, guys, have a wonderful, relaxing short week. A big thank you to our amazing producer, Catherine Heller, to Aton and the MBCR House Band, and to Affordable Interior Design, the sponsor of this podcast and the premier place to get an amazing look on a budget. Check out affordableinteriordesign.com. If you guys love the show, the very best way to support us is by spreading the word. Tell your friends or write us an awesome review on iTunes. Even better, become a premium member. Yes, you can become a premium member of Big Design Small Budgets podcast by going to bigdesignsmallbudget.com. Not only do premium members get access to our archives of over 100 episodes, you also get our bonus episodes, which give you a sneak peek into my world as an interior designer. Every week, I share a new vignette, a new anecdote, new tips, all in that bonus series. You won't want to miss it. To become a premium member, go to bigdesignsmallbudget.com. It's $3.99 per month or $39.99 for a year's membership, and you're going to love it. I guarantee it. So until next week, guys, thanks so much for joining us, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.